Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. All right. I need a commitment from everybody today. I want you to promise me right here in God's house that you will slow down and think about what I'm talking about today and you will receive man or woman, boy or girl, teen or otherwise. I want you to receive. Just commit with me. Somebody nod your head. All right. All right. I want you to commit with me to receive God's word today, even if it gets challenging. Okay. Now, what Sunday isn't right? We're going to have a good time. We're going to smile. We're going to laugh. We're going to be together in God's presence. But today is the day the Lord has made, and he has a promise and a plan for you, and we're going to get into God's word. So let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 22, verse 1. Today's message is King David and the misfits. Someone say the misfits. You ever felt like a misfit? Maybe it's because you, weren't, you didn't feel loved. Maybe it's because you weren't walking in love. Many times, even when we don't feel loved, you need to start walking in love. You're going to see what God does. As you sow, you'll reap. You've got to walk in love. So let's just read a couple verses here. King David and the misfits. So David, he was on the run from King Saul. He was out in the wilderness in the middle of nowhere. He left Gath. At one point, he tried to go to the Philistines and hide out. He was so desperate to get away from King Saul, trying to save his own life there. David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. Somebody say Adullam. Soon his brothers and all his other relatives joined him there, huh? It's like showing up at church and then you go ahead and bring all your family. Then others began coming. Look at this. It sounds like church too, huh? We're here because this is a hospital. You know, some people say, you know, I don't go to, I, I don't believe it's true because there's hypocrites. So God's not true because not everybody walks in his word? Do you see the logic there? That doesn't make sense, does it? So the earth still, it, it rotates around the sun, and the galaxies are moving and rotating and doing all this stuff, but because somebody's a hypocrite, you're using that as an excuse to not go to church. I'm sure these are some hypocrites that showed up to meet with David. You're about to see. Others began coming. Someone say others. Men who were in trouble or in debt. Someone say trouble or in debt, or who were just discontented, man, this covers all of us. That covers everybody right there. Until David was the captain of about 400 men. An interesting number. I told my wife there were 400 ladies at the Flourish event. I don't know if that connects somehow, but I find that fascinating. David was the captain of about 400 men. So they were in trouble, in debt, or they were just plain sick and tired of being sick and tired. Discontented, could have been depressed, struggling, whatever it was, they showed up with David. Let's go ahead and pray if you would. Let's just pray one more time. We'll get into the Word. Father, I thank you for the opening and reading and reception of your Word today, Lord, by your people. We honor you and we bless your name. Thank you for this time. Holy Spirit, speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So King David and the misfits... <laughs> Did you know that you can accept people if you, even if you don't agree with their lifestyle? Here's another one of the lies of the world is, if you don't agree with me, then you don't accept me. Oh, no, brother. No, sister. Let me go ahead and say this on the live stream in this house today. I don't care if people are homosexual, lesbian, trans, whatever they... Man, I don't care if they identify as a tractor. 
No, really. Some people identify as strange things. Say, I'm a building. Okay, you're a building. You look like a human, but okay. You're a walking, talking, breathing building with organs. You know, whatever. I don't care what you identify as or who people say they are, their, their sexual preference or whatever, and they claim this, that, and the other. But let me tell you right now, I accept you. But I don't have to accept your lifestyle. King David, he was running from the law in this case, from Saul, just because the king was full of the devil. But King David hadn't broken any laws. He was a man of God. He had his flaws. <clears throat> but here he was at this place, and people started showing up that were rejects. They were rejects. They were misfits. Now I'm going to tell you right now, you are accepted. Let me talk to the men real quick. Men, this is a message for everybody. But I focused on women. I hit, I hit the women hard a couple weeks ago. Men, let me tell you this today. Some of you are struggling to love others because you have not felt loved, even though you're a believer. Men, hear me out today. I know it's quiet right now. Let the word fall on good ground. Men, let me tell you this right now. Let me break the cycle of defeat and lies in your life by telling you, God is crazy about you. He loves you. Remember the, the cross that Pastor Jen was talking about? He went to that cross for you. There's a song a few years back that he didn't want heaven without us. So, oh, theologically, I don't know. Oh, that's true. He, didn't, he wants you to be in heaven. He's not willing that anyone should perish without him. Men, you are loved at this church. You are welcome at this church. You are loved at this church. You are welcome at this church. You are loved by God Almighty. You are loved by me. You are accepted. You say, oh, man, I got all this baggage. Who does not have baggage? Who does not have baggage? Men, you've struggled to love because you didn't feel loved. And I'm going to tell you right now, you are loved. Let the love of God flow over you today because you are accepted. You are affirmed. You are chosen. God lives in you, man. By Je Once you've accepted Jesus, all the rights, privileges, and promises are yours, men. And women, support your men in this way. Let me, let me talk to some ladies now. It's, it's amazing to me. Many times, women say, I want a man of God. Uh-huh. And then he goes all radical, and women go, well, I just, I just wanted him to go to church. I've seen that over and over again as a pastor. Oh, he's just, he's too radical now. I just wanted him to be a nominal Christian. I just didn't want him to go to jail. If you don't want him to go to jail, then you, you can figure another way out to do that. Don't waste God's time by saying, no, I'm praying for him. He needs to come to God and then now fight him, ladies. Don't do that. Don't do that. See, I prayed for him all these years, but now he's so radical. All he wants to do is go to church. Blessed be the name of the Lord, little sis. He used to be full of the devil. Now let him thrive. Let him thrive. Men, back to you. Men, let me remind you of this, just like I, just like I played out a while ago. Did you know you can accept people even if you don't agree with their lifestyle? Men, some of you are struggling with your kids, man. You say, man, I could just beat the fire out of them. Well, they're 21 now. You can't do that. It'd be illegal. It'd be, you'd catch a case now. So let's not do that. You can't do that. Can't whip them anymore. You need to start loving people. Say, man, I didn't do it all these years. That's okay. We'll get to that in a minute. But you need to start walking in love now as you know that you are loved. We do that here. David did that. You know why those men were comfortable with David? They felt accepted and loved. 
They didn't just go out to some guy in the wilderness, just say, man, let's support him. He's a big devil and a big jerk. No, David was a cool guy. He was, we, we read a book one time, said, man, you see scripture? David was cool to me because I like poetry. New fact about me. Not all poetry. But David wrote poetry, but then he would cut heads off. Ladies, man, that is mucho sexy. What do you think? One guy in a book we were reading, and it was novelized form of this. He said, man, this guy writes poetry, and he's the most terrifying man I've ever seen in battle. The Spirit of God would come upon him, and he was mighty. Men, stop lying to yourself and saying, oh, if I show love or say I love somebody or go to church, I'm weak. David was all of the above, and he was a warrior after God's own heart. Men, you are called to be mighty now. Let's not wait. We've lost too much time already. Men, the world is waiting on you to just walk in love. I'm going to hit some more points. They are, I repeat, they are for men and women today. But men, I've got I've to reach out to you because I'm a man. And I've got to tell you this. I don't have it together all the time. I love God. I do my best to be an example. I have my weak times. There's times my wife has held me up. There's times I've, I've held her up where each other's rock. Say, man, we lean on, lean on Jesus. Yes, many times we've held on to each other as we stood on Christ the rock. But you know what? It's okay to be real. It's okay to have weak moments and vulnerable times, men. But at the end of the day, you've got to put God first and lead in your homes. You have to. And ladies, support your man. If he's going to go crazy for Jesus, just support him. Say, man, that, all he does is talk about the Lord now. Yeah, but do you remember when all he talked about was, I, I don't know many of the Hennessy? <laughs> Sounds weird coming out of my mouth, doesn't it? I'm street like that. I'm cool like that. JD and whatever else they're drinking and Mad Dog. Do they still have that? I remember when we were, we were in school back in the day, you said, are you Mad Dogging me? Anyway, let's move on. Let him be excited for God. Ladies, you help him. Man, women, let me tell you about your part. The old saying is behind every great man is a woman is so true. But y'all stand together. Did you know that you can walk with God, but then when you're with your spouse, your partner, your husband or wife, you can run with God. And then if your kids are serving God, you fly with God. We learned that years ago as a family. And now today we fly together as a church family. Remember, everyone has felt like a misfit at some point. Everyone. But then we have this. Let's go to Romans 12.10. Romans 12.10. Love each other with genuine, affect, genuine affection, men and women, and take delight in honoring each other. We do that in this house. It has become a habit in this house. Everybody who comes and visits, they say, man, you guys are full of love. Everybody was so nice, and that is to your own credit and the God who lives in you. Man, love each other with genuine affection. Take delight in honoring each other. Now is the time. Don't wait to love people. Don't wait until they die and go to heaven. You say, man, I should have I loved them. You know what I hate about those, some of those Hallmark cards? Me and my wife have talked about this. I hate that. You hand a card to someone that says, you know, I should really say it more often. I haven't told you lately, but I love you. What? Take the time every day to love people. I gave my mom flowers while she was alive because I knew if she was going to go to heaven one day, which she has, she wasn't going to be able to smell them here on earth. Take the time to love your people. Love other people around you now. Someone say now. Someone say now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Start today. You know what? Men and women, invite people to church today. You say, today's Sunday. 
Invite them to church. Say, Wednesday's coming. There's a night service coming up. There's this coming up. Invite people. That shows you love them. Reach out. Love people. And I got to say this. Let's put that point up there. Really love people. Go out of your way to love them and forgive them. Number two, understanding that we can change it all if we'll walk in love. You need to lead in the right direction now. Men and women, what are you doing in front of your kids? What are you doing in front of the world? What are they watching you do? Remember those old, and people made fun of those commercials. Remember that commercial 10 years ago or more? The parent caught their kid doing weed. Say, oh, it's legal now. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. Don't, don't give me that bull. I was born in the dark, the song says, but not last night. I know where marijuana leads. I know what it does to your lungs. It's worse on your lungs than cigarettes. It's medicinal. Oh, not all the time. So just, 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 anyway. The commercial said, there's a kid, he gets caught doing weed, and the dad says, where did you learn to do that? And the kid says, from watching you. That whole baloney thing about, hey, you know what? Don't do what I say, do what I do. Can you imagine if out in public here, I was dishonoring to my wife, and I'm like, man, honor your wives. I'm mean to people. I'm like, y'all walk in kindness and love. You can ask staff here. I have my weaknesses, but you can ask staff and those who've walked closely with me. I walk in forgiveness and love and kindness with people. Ask church members who have been here a long time. This July is going to be 10 years me and Pastor Jen stepped up and stepped into the role of lead pastors as Pastor Fabian put that on us, put that mantle on us, and we accepted it. 10 years ago this summer, and we've done our best to walk in love with people. And sometimes people will misunderstand you if you hold a hard line. But you still have to lead in the right direction. Everybody's watching. We just forget that they're watching. Men, we got to be living examples. Women, we got to be living examples. Lead in the right. What's the right direction? Lead people toward God. No matter what. Some of the toughest times in my life, I feel like those are the times that I get to be the most exemplary. Because people are going like this, what's he going to do? He's going through it. When my mom died, people were going, what's he going to do? They were looking. They weren't saying much, but people were going. It's like they're waiting around to see how you're going to react. What you say, what you do, how you conduct yourself. People are taking notes. you got to lead by example in the right direction. Moms, dads, brothers, sisters, managers, laborers. Oh, man. Whoever it is around you in your sphere of influence, people are watching. Regardless of your position, people are taking notes. Some take notes more than others. People are taking notes. Let's go to Ephesians 5.1. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you are his dear children. So we're going to imitate God, and we're going to see who imitates us. We're going to follow God's example, and others will see our example as we follow Jesus. Let's go to 3 John 1.11. Regardless of your position. Some people, I've, I've heard some people say, well, I'm not a manager. I'm not a leader. Mm -hmm. As soon as you accept Jesus, you are a leader because the rest of the world is not doing what you're doing. As soon as you accept Jesus, you've chosen the path of leadership. You say, man, I don't lead many people. How about your family? How about your little nephew? I have a beautiful, two beautiful nieces and a beautiful nephew, and they watch me. I know they do. Little Layla's too small. She watches me like this. I think she confuses me with her dad because we're both bald-headed. She's like, you're a little shorter, but, and your ears stick out more, but you look familiar. Is that dad? I don't know. 
Kids are watching you. People are watching you. The world is watching you. People, they live like the devil all week and then post a verse on Facebook. Come on, man. Dear friend, don't let this bad example influence you. Follow only what is good. Remember that those who do good prove that they are God's children. Wow. And those who do evil prove that they do not know God. See, yeah, I'm saved, but I'm living like the devil. Well, are you really saved then? We can take care of that this morning. But that's between you and God. But I'm going to tell you right now, Matthew chapter 7 says we will be known by our fruit. Treating people bad and cussing at them and acting crazy. No, no, no. You've got to lead in the right direction. Somebody say in the right direction. And where is the right direction? Toward God. Someone repeat that with me. Say, move toward God. And sometimes, men, let me hit you with this. Back and forth here between men and women and everybody. And this is for everybody still, but let me just address the men. This is still for everybody, as God is my witness. But men, don't you ever, ever, ever be discouraged and say, well, nobody's following. You know, I'm trying to lead and nobody's following. Listen, bro, you've been leading in that direction for four months. Give it time. Give it time. You maybe lived like the devil before. That's under the blood of Jesus. Now you've got to give it time. How many of you know all of this didn't happen overnight? We made bad decisions over the years with our bodies, with family, with whatever. It takes a little time to undo some of that and heal it. There's consequences for our actions. There's no condemnation there, just truth. But you've got to realize things take time to heal, and folks got to see a stable example. Over the years, I've had people say, oh, this isn't working. No, you, it's working, but you've got to work it. You've got to work it. You've got to work what God has done here. You've got to get discipled. You've got to be trained in the Lord. How many of you have taken in this, in this service today, how many of you have taken the spiritual warfare class? Go ahead and raise your hand with Pastor Fabian. Oh, gosh. The majority of the house just raised their hand, Pastor. Jen calls him Pastor Dad, by the way. Majority of the hands went up in this house. Looked like 75, 80% or more. What is the big deal about training? It means it becomes second nature to you. It means I'm having a rough day. You still crack open your Bible. I'm going through it. I've, I've had my heart broken. You still crack open your Bible. Here these people were. They were looking for acceptance, and they found it in King David, their leader. And King David, according to Scripture, he was one of the forefathers of Jesus. Jesus was in the lineage of King David. And so he was a Christ-like figure in that, in that he was a worshiper, he was loving, he did all these things right. Beside his flaws, he was a human, but he loved God. Scripture said he was a man after God's own heart. People found acceptance with him. People need to find acceptance with you as you love them and you lead in the right direction. And can I say this to someone before I move on to my next point? Let me just say this. Many times we think that we're going to lose everybody if we lead in the right direction. Now, you may lose some people's interest. You may lose some people's favor if you move in the right direction. Have some of y'all noticed that? Have some of y'all noticed that? You go to seek God and people are like, oh, you, man, you used to be cool, man. Cool? I was strung out getting DWIs. What do you mean cool? I barely survived. What do you mean? I was, I was mad and, and losing my mind and pulling out knives and guns. How is that cool? Yeah, but you could party, man. What does that even mean? Party. 
It always made me laugh when my mom, my, my mom would go, come on, come on, babe, let's party. <laughs> she's the most drug-free, alcohol-free. She'd say, come on, we're g-. remember Lane? She'd say, we're, we're, babe, we're going to party tonight. Mom's idea was, uh, for partying was, was Coca-Cola and, and chicharrones. She liked pork rinds. She went on the Atkins diet. I remember one time she was dipping pork rinds in cheese on Fridays. You remember that, guys? They're good, but, you know, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> How do you not chew loud, right? You have been called to be a living example. Part of you being a living example right now is to walk in the joy of the Lord. I've been through some stuff. I'm going through something right now personally. I've mentioned it to you over the past few weeks. But, hey, there's waves of it. You fight the battle. You say, man, do I give up? No. You walk in God's joy by faith. Men and women, let me address you today again. Part of you leading in the right direction is you smiling when you're going through the battle. You say, man, this has been tough. Well, don't stay there all all depressed and bummed out. Step up. Talk to somebody. Be at church. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, you want to lead in the right direction? Run toward God every time a problem comes. Why do humans run away from connection and God and church when a problem comes? Had people do that over the years. Hard times hit, they run, and then they blame us for rejecting them. Like, we were right here. We loved you. We've been call- I've been calling you. No, I'm not accepted by my people. No, you ran. You run toward God. Run in the right direction. That's how you lead. You want to lead in the right direction? Run toward God and let people see you do it. And sometimes you have to crawl toward God. Say, man, I I barely made it today. Yeah, but you made it. Here you are among your people. Someone say, among my people. God is with you today. Lead in the right direction. Now let me hit this one hard. Point number three. Leave. Please leave your cell phone on silent. Thank you. Leave yesterday behind. Everybody silence your cell phones. rest of the service is very, very, very important. I don't want any interruptions. Leave yesterday behind. Someone say, leave yesterday behind. Pastor Coy says it so well. He said, sometimes you got to pucker up and kiss some people goodbye. Mwah. Big fat kiss. I love you. Goodbye. I'm moving on. Say, so, yeah, but man, those, those are family. And those, hey, I know. But Jesus' family ridiculed him. They made fun of him. They didn't believe in him until, until after he rose from the dead, most of his family. But you know what he did? He kept moving in the right direction, and he left, he left all that behind. He said, man, Jesus was the oldest brother. Man, he had, a, he had history with his family, his little brothers and sisters. Man, they loved him, and he loved them. And he gets to a certain age, he says, man, I'm God in the flesh. And people are going, what? How on earth? He just, he left yesterday behind. He just kept moving. He kept moving. These men that met with King David at the cave of Adullam, They were broke, depressed, disappointed, discontented, in debt, in trouble, maybe with the law, with family. Who knows? Maybe they killed somebody. But I do know that later on, these same men, because they were loved and they learned to love, I believe, and being in relationship with David, they became, many of them became legends. They became David's mighty men. Legends. 
Some dudes would hold their own against hundreds of people with one weapon and kill hundreds of people. Study the, the mighty acts of King David's men, and some of these guys killed hundreds of men by themselves. Warriors. One guy went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. I don't know what he was doing in a pit on a snowy day, but that's what he did. Benaiah. Other guys, man, they would just, they would just battle it out. One man against hundreds and take them on because God's anointing would fall on them. And all because they learned principles from King David about, I believe, how they were accepted and not rejected. They belonged. You can do mighty deeds now. Let today begin the day. Let today begin the rest of your life and begin the days of you saying, I can do it. I can make it. Men and women, come on, stay with me. Today, it's right now. You can move on in God and in His will, and there's a great future ahead of you. But you've got to leave yesterday behind. Look where these guys came from. Trouble with everything. Man, pay your dues and leave the past behind. You said, man, I'm, I'm still dealing with court cases from back, back in the day. That's all right. Deal with them. Put it under the blood. Let God take care of it. I have a broken heart. Forgive and move on. You do your best to make it right with people, and if they don't want to get right with you, you say, I love you. God bless you. I'm moving on. I'll be here. I forgive you. I'm sorry if I did some wrong here. I've got to go. I've got to keep going. Don't let people hold you back and say, oh, no, no, we're just going to be here mad and have a pity party and throw a tea party right here, angry, bitter. No, uh uh-uh. Forgive and move on. I need you all to listen to me today. This is for everybody, but men, listen to me. Men, listen to me. No more excuses. No more excuses. You've already used them all up, remember? You used... Ten excuses, the devil has a thousand more for you. Always, there's always a reason. Well, the weather, and I did this, and I'm hurt, and it's her, and it's her. I'm tired of men blaming their wives. Are you guys listening to me? I'm tired of men blaming their wives. Say, man, I'm trying to serve God now. Then serve God. Let's not blame your wife. Did you know a woman's natural instinct is to honor and respect and submit to a man who loves her? It's just the way God made it. Men, if you will love and honor your wives, man, they will respect you and they will not give you a hard time. But you've got to consistently love them. No more excuses. Any knucklehead can quit. Write that down. Anybody can quit. Real men and real women decide to move on in God. You know what? I'm going to finish a slightly earlier than I was planning because I need an altar call here. Nobody getting up, please. Not even the ushers don't get up, if you would. Thank you for waiting on me. But just hang in there, ushers. I want this to be a holy moment. Would you put some soft music on back there, please? We can go ahead and dim the lights. That we can do. That's cool. Thank you for doing that so much. But I want everybody looking today. I'm going to pray the prayer of salvation and then I'm going to deal with you in here because I know most of you have already accepted Jesus and I'm going to deal with something that's really hard and I want you to be courageous so prepare yourself because I'm going to ask you to come up here and it's a big deal God laid it on my heart this morning and he hasn't let me forget he was speaking to me right there during worship and I said Lord if that's really you then you're going to have to remind me again because I got a lot on my mind for the service Lord it's going to have to be you and I believe it's him let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes If there is anyone at the sound of my voice on the live stream or in this house today who would say, Pastor Matt, 
I have never in my life accepted Jesus. Or you've accepted Jesus and never really lived like it. You need to rededicate your life. If you fall into any of those categories, would you raise your hand today? I'm going to pray with you. God is with you. He's going to make it right. He's going to make it right. Oh, God bless you. The hands are coming up. You guys have guts. God bless you all. Thank you for your honesty. I want everybody in this house at the sound of my voice to pray this prayer. And I want to hear you say, Heavenly Father, I have sinned. Apart from you, I'm a sinner. Cleanse me. Forgive me, Lord. I need you now. Say, Lord God, I believe and I confess that Jesus is Lord. He is the Savior of the universe, and he's my Savior, my King, my Lord. Say this, say, I believe Jesus died and rose again for my sin. Save me, Lord. Come into my heart, into my life. I will put you first. Thank you, Father. I believe in Jesus' name. Amen. Right there with your head still bowed. Eventually, everybody's going to see this morning, but I need, to, I need to make this altar call. And this is a crazy one. I'm going out on a limb here. But I need to give you part of my testimony this morning. Is Did you know that God delivered me from the effects of sexual abuse. It was not in our home. It was by a neighbor. And push, uh, pornography was pushed on me at a young age, and God had to break that bondage of perversion and lust in my life. And I am a free man. I've been free for years now. But you can be free as well. Right there in that same attitude of reverence, If you've struggled with bondage to pornography, male or female, boy or girl in this house, I want you to come to this altar. There is no shame. The only shame is hiding it. Once it's out in the light, there is no shame. I want you to come on up. This is, come on, come on and join me. Don't be afraid. There are people in this audience, God has told me that you're struggling with pornography. Come on. Nobody's going to judge you. You face me up here. Come on. I know there's more today. Woo, come on. You say, I've struggled in the past. I've, str I've struggled recently with pornography. Come on up. It doesn't just have to be men. God bless you men, though you led this morning. Three men. I'm going to anoint you today in Jesus' name. This is not to shame anyone. There's more in this house. I'm going to give you a moment. Nobody's going to look weird at you. Your phone history proves it. God already knows. And I don't know who you are, but I do know this. God has showed me that there's more than three in this house. There's more than four in this house. Wow. You guys have knocked my socks off because you've taken a leadership role today by coming to this altar. Women, this altar call is open to you as well. Pornography is any kind of viewing of sexual material. Any kind. Videos. Television shows with perverted sexual things in them. Is there anybody else in this house? I'm going to give you one more moment. I know there's more. I know there's more. God bless you, Neha. God's hand is on you. Your life is going to change now and forever. There is no shame in confessing your sin to the Lord. All shame will be broken today. 
I'm going to give you a moment longer. There's somebody else in here, and there's several somebodies. If you'll come to this altar, God's going to break shame off of you today. That is a big step. Shame brings rage. Shame brings depression. Shame makes you feel like a misfit, like David's men, when they showed up. Is there anybody in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I have struggled I've struggled in the area of pornography and purity. Please come up. I won't beg you, but I'm making this altar call long enough so that you could come up here. And I know even if you don't come up here, God is dealing with you, and I know there's more. I'm going to give you a moment. Everybody stand to your feet out in the audience, if you would, please. We're going to agree for those who have come up here because they're courageous, they're gutsy. Some of you say, man, that was in my past. I'm delivered, Pastor Matt. Praise God. But if there is anybody else in this audience struggling with stuff like that, come on up here. God bless you. Oh, man, I know it takes courage, young man. I say young man because you're alive and you're breathing and God has his hand on you. Anybody else in this house? Anybody else? This is a holy moment. It's a big deal. It's mostly men up here and one brave woman. You say, man, I cannot go up there. You can because I just admitted to you as a believer And a young man of God, years ago, God had to deliver me. I was raised in a Christian home. We didn't have stuff like that. But I was introduced to junk by friends and neighbors. And there was a a brief time of sexual abuse in my life. And it set me on the pathway to defeat and perversion. All right. Would everybody at the altar go ahead and raise your hands? And then those in, in your seats, go ahead and raise your hands. And I'm believing God right now for deliverance in Jesus name deliverance and healing deliverance and healing in Jesus name in Jesus name everybody just agree right now you say man that's not for me hey praise God it's for somebody today though God's hand is on you the blood of Jesus is over you just lift up your voices today and begin to worship God we thank you father because the bondage is broken we thank you father because the bondage is broken and Lord even those that did not come to this altar this morning and that are struggling with this, whether at home or in this house, Heavenly Father, deal with their hearts. Convict them. I know they're feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Men and women, boys and girls, Lord, break this off them in Jesus' name as they deal with it. In Jesus' name. Let them confess their sin to somebody so that they may be healed. Like James chapter 5 says, And Lord, everyone who came to this altar, let there be a special anointing for breaking this yoke of bondage and perversion. This is not who you are, people of God. This is not who God created you to be. He sees you as pure and holy. Remember, he's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And today is your day. You are free in Jesus' name. Can Christians struggle with stuff? Yes, but we're not going to stay there in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, because your people are free. And we give you glory. And we worship you today for the courage of these folks. I break every spirit of perversion. I cast it off. I break it. Cast it out of this place. And I loosen purity and holiness all over this house. All over these people of God. And we give you glory, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name.